Awesome. High schoolers, I know for you especially, when it gets summertime, it gets hard. Um, I just want to encourage you, invite friends, y'all come. The summer's a great summer to invest, to serve, and please do that and be, be a part of that together. Um, if y'all are in John with me, come John 16, 16 through 24. We don't have much left of the last conversation. This for if this is your first time, we're talking about the last conversation, the last time that Jesus talked to his disciples before he is crucified. Um, this is that night that Judas will betray him. Um, what's about to happen is as soon as this um, conversation that he has with him is over, he'll go to, um, to the um, Garden of Gethsemane. Judas will come and betray him with a kiss. He will go before for a trial, then another trial, then another trial, and then he will then be crucified on a cross. Then on the third day, he will rise again. So what do you say to that last time you get to talk to people? And that's what the whole conversation of this is about. So tonight is his sorrow turned to joy part of this conversation. What's very interesting of this, out of all the discussions... The disciples very literally talked back. They didn't say much during this conversation. And this discourse, this is one of the few times the disciples are actually going to speak back. Um, although they might have said a sentence here or there, this is actually where they're having a conversation back with him. So let's look at this. Um, 16, y'all watch my hands if I ask y'all to say a word out loud. A little while you will see me and no longer... You will see me no longer, and again, a little while, you will see me. So some of the disciples said to one another, what is this that he, he says to us? A little while, and you'll see me, not see me, and again, a little while, you'll see me, because I'm going to the Father. So they were, so they were saying, what does he mean by a little while? We do not know what he's talking about Jesus knew that they wanted to ask him so he said to them is this what you're asking yourselves what do I mean by saying a little while and you will not see me and again a little while you'll see me truly truly now in the Greek this is really he says amen 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 I say to you you will and but the world will, you will be, but your will turn into, when a woman's given birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy that a human being has been born to the world. So also you have now, but I will see you again and your hearts will, no one will take your from you. And that day you will ask nothing of me. And that day you have asked nothing. Truly, truly, amen, amen. I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give to you. Until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. Sorrow turned to joy. 
This is uh, a lot. Most of his conversations that Jesus had, a lot can be done in different ways. But as we're exegetically trying to go through this, um, I looked at this in a different way. I wanted to look at it from the two perspectives. One perspective is going to be the disciples' confusion. And the second perspective is going to be from Jesus' response. But the first one we're going to look at is this one, the disciples' confusion. I really liked how John wrote this because you can almost hear it going on. Jesus is talking, and he's saying, a little while you'll see me, and no longer again, a little while, and you will see me. So some of the disciples were saying to, uh, to one another, what is this that he says to us? A little while, and then you will not see me, and again, a little while, you will see me, and because I'm going to the Father. So they were saying, so they were saying, what does this mean, a little while? We do not know what he's talking about. So I can so see this happening. The conversation is happening. I, I don't know what he means. Y'all have done that to me. I, he said something. I don't understand. You know, I, I don't know what, what, what's going on here. I'm confused. Well, they were confused over two things that we see that Jesus explains a little further. One thing they were confused on is they were confused over time. They were confused over time. We don't know what he means a little while. We don't know what he means that he'll see again. A little while and again a little while. This is, this is a, a brief period between the crucifixion and the resurrection. Okay? And then the second reference is the resurrection appearance. And then the disciples will see him again. Okay, and then he will ascend again. And then the, then, then the other reference is they will not see him again until when? Till, till heaven. So he's, he's explaining this, but they were confused over time because how this is translated, the words in which he used was basically, I'm, gonna, I, I, I'm doing this more in modern English, Basically, I'm walking out the door, and I'll walk right back in. It's talking about that type of time. I'm just going to be gone, just open the door, then I'm going to be right back in. So they're kind of confused. They're like, what? What's, I don't understand. And that he's saying he's going to the Father and then coming back. I, we, we don't get it. They were confused over this time. A lot of times, I'm just going to tell you, a lot of us, we get very confused over God's timing. We don't understand. We're very much like the disciples. God says he's going to do this, and yet we have a promise, but yet we don't understand what it means to be in his timing. And very much like them, they didn't understand that. The second thing, they were confused over the meaning. The meaning, they, although he has told them since, since the very beginning, and even the very beginning of this conversation, he has told them, I am going to my Father. He has told them that I will no longer be here. He has told them that in three days I will rise to the temple. But they still haven't got it yet. They still don't understand about his death. So the meaning of this, they were confused on the meaning. The meaning of this is that he is about to die. But not to fret because he's coming back. 
And after his resurrection, he will appear again to them. And after that, he will go away again. But when he leaves, it will be good. Remember, he's finishing this up off of the Holy Spirit. Remember last week we talked about the Holy Spirit. He said, this is going to be a good thing because the Spirit will come and it will be better because he's here. So Jesus is saying, look, I'm going to be a while gone, but then I'm going to come back and then I'm going to leave again because I'm going to the Father. And Jesus knew that they were asking this. And he says to them, you're not getting it. You're not understanding. I understand you're confused. And, and, and there's comfort in this because although this is talking about something else that we're going to do, but I can so see Jesus doing this to us because we're so confused on his timing and many things in our life. We're so confused on the meaning of some things that he has told us. And he, he's there with us. Because see, in this confusion, they're not getting it. They're not fully understanding it. They're confused over the time. They're confused over the meaning about what he's saying. But then Jesus gives a response, right? Verse 20. So here we go. Here's on Jesus' response. His first response is about sorrow and joy. So Jesus' response is about sorrow and joy. He, he tells the disciples what? Disciples will weep and lament, but it will turn to joy. And, and he uses a very unusual example. He uses an example of what humans go through. He says, you will be sorrowful, but your sorrow will turn into joy. But in verse 21, when a woman's giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for the joy of a human being has been brought into the world. Outside of your birth, I doubt you have experienced a delivery room yet, except if you are me, Mr. Thomas, Barbara, uh, Miss Angie. I, I, I doubt some of y'all have de- uh, um, experienced that. But I have twice of my own sons, and um, both had two very different stories, but they had both similar stories too. There was anguish, there was pain, but then all that halted when this beautiful baby came on uh, to the world. First time um, we had our ch- a child, Kaden, Kaden, Christian was in labor for 18 hours. That's a long time. Um, second time, Carson, she was only in labor for maybe 40 minutes. Uh, he, he, he came on out. He was ready to go. Um, so big difference. But there was this beautiful baby that came. And all of a sudden... I, her, we all forgot about everything else that was going on, and our focus was on this joy that was there. And he's saying, hey, guys, there's going to be sorrow, and you're going to weep. You're going to cry. You're going you're gonna to mourn. So really, really, if you want to understand that more in English, you're going to cry, and you're going to mourn, but it will turn into joy. 
it will turn into rejoicing. And he's saying, look, guys, there's going to be sorrow. You're going to be in pain. You're going to see things that you're not going to understand. But I have to go through them. Can you imagine watching a guy that you had been with for three and a half years? You ate together. You slept in the same area together. You hung out together every day for three and a half years. And all of a sudden, he is taken off. You know he's innocent. And he is put and he is crucified. In our day, it would mean he was put and was executed. Now tell me right now, we'd all be in shock. That's hard for a friend to watch. And they're not fully understanding. And then have your friend go, it's okay. I got this. They weren't understanding. But on top of that, what is else he says in verse 20? But the world will what? Rejoice. Now notice that the world, at the time of all this happened, it does not say that the world will then turn to sorrow. Because see, the world still thinks they've won. So they won't understand sorrow until the end comes. And the reason that that's not there, because that that gets asked a lot, why didn't Jesus say that? Because the world will never understand until the final victory comes. See, the world, even though we know what is happening, the world still thinks they won. If you don't believe me, watch some news sometimes. If you don't believe me, and look into your heart of what you even considered acceptable right now, you can understand the world is thinking they're winning. But they don't. They're rejoicing because they think they have a victory. Satan is a liar, a thief, he's a deceiver. And even though he knows he's lost, he's convinced the world, he's convinced his followers, he's convinced people around you in a very subtle, slight way, he's won. That is like finding someone in the deep south and finding them and talking to them and they tell you that the Confederates won the Civil War. You look at them and go, you're an idiot, right? You're a fool. Here's a history book. Here's something. But he's manipulated the truth. They're going to rejoice, but I'm going to finish something that's not on there. But at the end, there will be sorrow. But his hope, he has a hope for the world, doesn't he? His hope is that that you will see again and your hearts will rejoice. And no one will take your joy from you. That the world is never going to win. The final victory is his. The second point of his response is not just sorrow and prayer, but it's also, I mean, sorrow and joy, but the second part is prayer. Prayer. 
listen to what he says at the final verses here. Start with verse... Um, In that day you will ask nothing of me. Amen, amen. I say to you, whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Until now, you've had nothing in you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be filled. In that day, that is after Jesus' resurrection. You will ask nothing from me probably means that Jesus' disciples will not have to ask him questions about the meaning of his death and resurrection. Because they will understand because the Holy Spirit will present them as a guide into all the truths. We read in verse 13 last week. And they'll start understanding. See, we have something the disciples didn't have. You understand that? We have the Bible. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. They didn't have any of that at the time. We do. So that that, that part's happening. And until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Why? Well, while Jesus was on earth, the disciples didn't have to pray to the Father in the name of Jesus because he was there. (laughs) But now he's saying that you should do this. Regarding the meaning of prayer in Jesus' name, Ask and you will receive reminds the believers that reminds us as believers that we that frequent answers to prayers will be give Jesus' followers great joy to see that God actively work actively uh, actively at work in the world to answer their prayers. Um, I have several favorite authors, and I have like a top ten list. I'm one of those guys. Uh, um, is R.C. Uh, uh, R.C. Riles, um, uh, uh, J.C. Riles, sorry, R.C. Sproul is a, a great one too, but uh, J.C. Riles is his name, and he was um, from the 1800s, and his official title was Bishop R.C. Riles, and he was a um, Presbyterian, and he constantly, he wrote a book on prayer, and he wrote about God's answers and a lot of times a lot of times what we hear christians talk about is that god doesn't answer my prayers and he uh, he talks about in his book prayers he talks about that one of the reasons that we feel in this way is one thing is because we are not praying into the will of god but second thing is we're not seeking to god we are just constantly talking with ever trying to sit and listen. And he's saying if you ask, the better thing in here is, uh, to better translate this, would be like this. Until now, you've asked nothing in my name. Ask. And you will receive it. Ask. Is almost meaning seek. Seek come before it is like uh, uh, it's very similar to to the world uh, to the world uh, word as um, going to uh, to the king with a request and you will receive that your joy will may be full 
that God does answer prayers, but how often do we truly talk to the Lord? Are we seeking His will or are we seeking our will? Are we constantly communicating with Him or are we looking for things? Are we looking for things our way? See, if things doesn't happen our way, we say, well, He didn't answer the prayer. We'll, we'll say, God, let your will be done, but we don't want His will, we want our will. We'll say, Father, in the name of Jesus, we want this to happen. We want them to be healed, but if they're not healed the way that we think, we're very upset. But for the first time, the disciples will need to be asking in his name. We're asked to ask in his name. What is your prayer life like? Tell you what, if you had a friend at the end of the school every day, he came up to you or she came up to you, and all she did was like about her day and says bye and walks away, I don't think you'd be very good friends with them. Actually, I think you would shudder when they would come around, to be honest with you. I would be hiding. Now, luckily, God does not do that. But think about this. In your prayer, because of what Jesus has done for us, the Holy of Holies has been torn, and now you get to be in the presence of the person who made you. Now, if I told you we had a chance to meet a famous person, man, we'd be filled with people. <laughs> Guys, you get, to, you get to talk to the person who made every famous person. You get to be with the ones who's made every king. You're with, you get to talk every night to the one who made the universe and the stars and every part of your hair and everything that, that is you. He made. What's, what, what's your relationship with, with him? He openly wants one with you. Are you praying with him? Now, that was his response. He said... Your sorrow will turn into joy, and now your response is, because I'm going to be gone, you now pray in my name. You now can ask the Father in my name. He's getting ready and ending. So we're about to exit out of 16 here and heading into 17, and we're about to see the closing of the conversations. We're about to get into the priestly prayer. We're about to be uh, talked about overcoming the world. A lot of cool things are about to happen, so stay tuned. Let's pray. Holy Father, we thank you for your word. 